Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And this is what the future might look like. Imagine if a federal bureaucrat had the power to limit your savings account, the balance in there. They decide, well, it'd be best for the economy right now to be stimulated by you spending your money. You're not going to be allowed to save it. If they could put a place a shelf life on the money that you earn got to spend it before the due date sound far-fetched ideas like that are already being floated in the united kingdom and you could do it with something called central bank digital currency bank of england's already well on its way to this that's the model for the federal reserve here in america barreling headlong toward digital currency americans should be concerned because the fed is looking to potentially follow in British footsteps here. This is from a great piece written by E.J. and Tony with the Heritage Foundation for Fox News. E.J. is on the line. Thanks for joining us. Tim, if you could bring him up. Well, Tara, thank you for having me. Sure. This, um, you know, I've I've done a lot on central bank digital currency, but you've raised so many things here. And I, I know right now that the Federal Reserve has a trial program. It is running for this with banks. The Federal Reserve fully intends to go to digital currency. Now, people listening to this, EJ, we think, well, so what? I mean, I never use dollars anymore anyway. I mean, my my check is deposited directly into my account every few weeks. What's the big deal? Right. And, and this is part of the, the confusing part of this, where the dollar is effectively already digitized. And so people say, what's the big deal between moving from this to a a central bank digital currency? Here's the difference. A central bank digital currency, every single dollar has a unique fingerprint. Every single dollar the government can, can trace and track and therefore tax. With a central bank digital currency, bureaucrats have unbelievable power to monitor how you spend, where you spend, what you're spending your money on, et cetera. It, the level of surveillance and the level of control is really difficult to overstate here. Right now, what goes in and out of our bank accounts is largely private. You know what I like in this, too, it's, and I struggle with it. If um, you have a, a car or an all-terrain vehicle and you've got a bunch of property, you want to just drive around on that property, no seat belt, drink if you like, um, do whatever you want. It's your property. But once you take that vehicle out on the road, you have to have a license. You have to have an ID. You have to have and and abide by the rules of the road. Why? Because the government owns the road. The government will own these dollars, be able to pre-program them, have absolute total control over how each dollar is spent, will be able to surveil it because it is government property. This is what they're going to argue in court, just like the roads are. So... Things you could do in your vehicle on your own property, you cannot do on the roads. And by the way, the Digital ID Act has already passed. I know one House of Congress. I've been trying to figure out if it's passed the other, and I can't. The digital ID will then be tied to this currency. And as you know, and I know you know this, EJ and Tony, um, our Federal Reserve Chairman 
Jerome Powell has already said, we could make central bank digital currency anonymous, but we will not. We will know every dollar you have where it is, and we will tell you what you can do with it. Scary, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, some of this may sound very conspiratorial uh, to the listeners out there, but what I want to emphasize is that it's not me coming up with these ideas, right? These are the, these are the words of the people who are advocating for these central bank digital currencies around the world. They themselves are the ones who are proposing ideas like, hey, you know, we should really limit how much people can save so that we can effectively force them to spend their money to so-called stimulate the economy, right? They're the ones who are saying things like, hey, you know how we've been trying to force people into green energy by the tax code, doing things like providing tax credits, for example, or putting extra taxes on coal, oil, natural gas, well, what if we just had this central bank digital currency and then we could earmark dollars for only being spent on things like an electric vehicle or a charging station instead of a gas station or a regular combustion uh, engine vehicle? So the people, it is the people who are advocating these things that we are simply quoting and trying to alert people, trying to tell people what those bureaucrats are already saying. It's not as if we're dreaming these things up ourselves. You wrote this, and this is the paragraph that chilled me, uh, EJ and Tony. And again, he is with the Heritage Foundation. He's written this piece uh, for Fox News. Central bank digital currencies are entirely under bureaucratic control because every digital dollar has a unique fingerprint. Literally all transactions can be surveilled, recorded, and even reversed by a bureaucrat's push of the button. Right. So, again, something that's very scary, but something that, that, that we're not making up. Again, it is the people advocating these things that, that we are simply just using their words. Right. A bureaucrat can sit there and say, you know what, you've spent too much on item X or you haven't spent enough on on service Y. And a bureaucrat can simply dictate where your money goes because they have that level of control with a central bank digital currency. You know, again, these these are the same people, for example, that without people's knowledge, let alone their permission, decided to change their thermostats because they thought it'd be better for the planet. So if you think these people are not capable of, of this kind of, of maniacal control, think again, because any time they have had the power to do so, they have exercised it. You know, I've been wondering, wondering, EJ, if this is why Congress, why the Democrats, not Congress, but why the Democrats... Um, funded those 87,000 IRS agents. I mean, that is, um, one of those agents could check in on four U.S. taxpayers a day and they would cover the whole tax-paying adult public, which is only like half the population. I mean, so this is literally an IRS agent per four taxpayers a day. Um, they, they could have this level of control. Absolutely. And, you know, allegedly those those agents are all being hired to go after the the billionaires in the country but explain to me then why the irs is now implementing a new program to to try to tax the the tips of of waitresses and bartenders i don't think those are the billionaires i could be wrong at least when i was bartending i never made a billion dollars but but maybe i just (laughs) did a really lousy job you probably should have tried harder ej um probably Absolutely. Now, listen to this. This gets at what, well, I mean, you wrote it, but this gets at what you're saying 
central bank digital currencies could be earmarked for certain purchases and forbidden for others. The government can easily dictate which dollars of your income go to buying food and what kind of food. Right. You know, the, the same people right now who are advocating things like a central bank digital currency are also the ones telling us, hey, you know, to save the planet, we need to stop eating beef and we need to switch to eating bugs. Interestingly, they themselves are not willing to do that. They just want the, you know, the rest of us plebes to have to do that. Um, but and again, I, I just want to emphasize because so much of this sounds conspiratorial. Like there are publicly available memos. The public can go out and read them. You have central bankers around the world who are saying things like, you know, a social credit score would be a lot easier for us to implement if we had a central bank digital currency. I mean, a social credit score, this is this is communist level uh, uh, surveillance and control. It's truly frightening because. I mean, this is the same government, EJ, that we have now learned from Twitter files in recent months of the disclosures is already online censoring us for saying the wrong thing. All that, all this does is just hook your bank account up so that it's not just your, you know, Facebook account that disappears. So is your bank account for two weeks when you go to Facebook jail. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like, look at everything that has happened in this administration, the complete flaunting of the rule of law. And, and the using of the rule of law to persecute their political enemies. L- look at what they have done in ignoring all of the, the violent extremist attacks on crisis pregnancy centers, for example. These are organizations that are trying to help women and children in their hour of need. And when those buildings are getting firebombed, for crying out loud, the Department of Justice is purposely turning a blind eye to it. And yet they're going to prosecute somebody who doesn't want to bake a cake for, for a gay couple, let's say, for their wedding or, or, or for whatever other you know, issue you want to associate this with. I mean, these people are absolutely insane. And, and that's with the limited amount of control they have. Imagine if they had that much more control. Imagine what they would do to their political opponents. EJ and Tony, um, I'm glad you brought that up about the baking the cake. That would be businesses. This would mean the government would have absolute control over businesses, too, and how they spent their money or didn't spend their money, even what products they could buy to put on their shelves. Right, exactly. You know, people don't realize, you know, business owners, I should say, business owners don't realize that, like, how damaging this could be. Imagine if you're trying to sell something that doesn't quite fit in with the whole woke agenda or the ESG agenda. Again, imagine if you're a gas station owner and people keep coming up to your gas station to try to fill up their cars and and they end up leaving only with maybe you know a quarter of a tank or a half a tank because the government has told them, ah, you know what, you can't spend that much on gasoline this week. Sorry, because we don't like gasoline. I mean, this is, again, this is just absolute insanity. And... Just so people understand, and this was from the Wall Street Journal, this is not theoretical. The Federal Reserve is already running a trial program with, um, I think, like half a dozen volunteer major, I know MasterCard's one of them, um, organizations to see, like, how would this work? How are we going to be, how are we going to be able to make the switch within these organizations? And Target and other retailers have already begun um, to lobby for and push for digital currency And Target is mandating that by 2030, I don't know if you knew this, that all of their affiliates must also pay with a form of digital 
currency that they have to be digital payments. In other words, it doesn't have to be CBDC so that Target can begin dictating to people, even in the third world, who make its products in the factories the way that their money will be spent. So this is going to, uh, this could potentially usher in fascism as certain companies are given preference and they're able to tell their employees, their contractors, how they will spend money and live their lives if they would like a job. That's exactly right. You know, ironically, the same people who like to call all all of their political opponents Nazis, which were, you know, what were Nazis? They they were socialists and fascists. They they were essentially big government uh, uh, bureaucrats. Right, who exercised tremendous amounts of, of control over industry, and the state got to tell those business owners what to do and how to run their businesses, and then big business uh, in turn bullied small business to, to make sure that the government got what it wanted. I mean, that is what these people are advocating for. Do we, and just let's just ask ourselves this question Do we really want to trust a government with, with more power that has already abused all? of the power that they've already been given and has lied to the American people about it so thoroughly. Look no further than everything Tucker Carlson has been uncovering, whether you like Tucker or not. Look no further than everything he has been uncovering with the with the January 6th uh, uh, video evidence, all those tapes that was purposely hidden from the public. And the lawyers of the defendants, that's illegal, that's against the Constitution, that's a violation of those people's civil, civil liberties. But all of that was done in the name of, I don't know, their, their political agenda, their ideology. Do we really want to give these people any more power? I, it scares me. And I got to wonder this. You know how uh, voter registration databases are public, right? Driver's license databases are public. Those are public records. So they must be public. Well, if... The government owns the dollar, right? Are all transactions then not public? You mentioned a babysitter being paid by parents. Everyone will know. There'll be no hiding. Well, guess what? If you're politically incorrect, now everybody you've ever transacted with, a virtual map of your associations, is it going to be public? Are they going to be vilified um, if you are vilified? I mean, there's so many questions here publicly. Right, exactly. You know, increasingly people don't even use cash for for like something like paying a babysitter, right? Sure. We we use we use Zelle or Venmo or one of these other apps. Well, I mean, the going back to what we said earlier with all those IRS agents, those eighty seven thousand IRS agents, you know, they're they're now saying the IRS is now saying that you have to report a lot of those small transactions, even something as small as, as just six hundred dollars. So maybe you're you're borrowing money from a from a family member, let's say. Now that has to get reported. And if you can't provide some kind of receipt or explanation as to that, congratulations, that's going to be subject to tax. I mean it's just it is absolute insanity. Again, these are the same people who said that, you know, we're trying to go after the billionaires. Really? And a six hundred dollar threshold? That's what you're going to set for these small transactions. That's how you go after billionaires. I mean, once again, you can't believe anything these people say. It's just another power grab. EJ Anthony, um, thank you so much for joining us today on 1063 WRD. If you want to read his piece, it's excellent. It's called The Scary Fed Idea to Turn Your Dollars into a Digital Power Grab. Thanks for joining us this morning on 1063 WORD.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, this is what barely trying looks like. You heard Lee's news report. Mexico offering a reward for the capture information on the cartels, cartel individuals who kidnapped those Americans, including two from South Carolina. Do we bother? <laughs> no. The governor of Matamoros telling CNN, I can't believe they published it. That America did not supply, did not send so much as one representative, anybody, to hunt down these people, to get them, to retrieve them. Not one. Mexico had to do it entirely by themselves. Outrage is spreading across Mexico this morning. You can find the headlines on this. Mexican people are outraged. Over 100,000 people have disappeared there. That's what happens when you let the cartels run your country because they buy you off. And they can't ever get answers. There's no resolution to vast majority of crime in Mexico. And yet there's this childlike belief in this country that we can just have an open border with Mexico. And like, none of that will come here. We won't start disappearing. Women won't start disappearing. That won't, that like won't happen. There won't be cities where the cartels take over and the women just disappear, get sold. Speaking of disappearing, you know what else broke this week? You won't hear any of this in the mainstream media. 20,000 children are missing. So see, it's starting here. Missing? Yeah, missing. They were minors we encountered at the border. And we uh, dropped them off with illegals already here in the country who may or may not have been their parents. We just like don't know. Could have been uncle's answer. Could be their sex trafficker. Not sure. Biden administration doesn't know where they are. Let that sink in. I've been warning day in and day out. We're going to do this until it happens. And then it'll be old news to you. Cartel's going to take over parts of this country. They will control them, starting with the border. I, I know, I always get to talk, but they're already here, Tara. They send the drug. No, I, I know. They send the mules. They drive up 85. I know I did those stories 15 years ago when I was a crime reporter. No, I'm talking about control. I'm talking about the kind of control they have in Mexico. Absolute control over areas. They'll go into blue areas where there's already not much of a police force, and they'll impose order. Buy off what Democrats are left there in charge, and they'll run the place. Anybody who opposes them will just hang from a bridge dead. That's how it works in Mexico. Now we read this. The Biden administration admitted in a letter to Representative Andy Biggs that it has lost track of nearly 20,000 accompanied migrant children since January 2021. Cool. That's just, that's fabulous. Oh, and there's no plan to look for them. They just give up. Where are these kids? You and I know. They're being sex trafficked. I remember I told you a story. The young woman showed up at Catholic Social Services. 
she had gotten the courage to escape from the her handler. She was kidnapped and brought to America because she was pregnant. They were trying to force her to have an abortion. She'd been sex trafficked. She was here for years. They were selling her. Guaranteed, this is happening. We have got folks right now, this is one of those things of which you don't speak. Oh, there is a thriving sex trade here by the cartels. Selling kids. Guarantee it. And doing God knows what else with them. Anyway, they've lost track of 20,000 unaccompanied minors. The Biden administration, by the way, is trying to perhaps resolve some of this. But guess what? Putting those kids in cages. Wait, you mean like Trump did? Mm-hmm. Like Obama did too. Yeah, that. Why, why do the kids go in the cages again? To see if they actually are physically related to the adult with them or if that's just their pimp. You know, before they're sold here in America. Modern day slave trade. It's all cool. Democrats love it. Look, it's all gravy. As long as they grow up and vote Democrat, everybody wins, right? Todd Pryro this morning on Fox News with a sh- absolutely shocking stat. The number of schools in America now hiding gender transitions from parents as policy. How does that work? Well, we've now found this is state policy in Kansas in such red states as Idaho. Surprising there that that is going on. You come to school, you decide you want to transition, and you change your name and your gender. And the teachers go along with it. They call you whatever. Um, they encourage it. They do that. But when the parents are like, hey, what's going on at school? The teachers are not to tell the parents. In fact, they're to lie. Revert back to the child's original name and original pronouns so parents won't tell or know that the parents that the teachers are transitioning the child at School. These schools are absolutely weaponized. Some of this is going on in Greenville County, even in the virtual program. We've had we had one teacher this year, and it was only one. Thank God for that. Start the school off uh, with a Quizlet on what your pronouns are. Do you want to be called with in called by in class? I'm sure it's much worse in in person school. Take a listen to Pyro. Over 3 million students in nearly 6,000 schools around the country are covered by guidance that allows gender changes for kids to be hidden from parents. Mm-hmm. If I can get one thing through to parents is to get them and grandparents to understand these schools are being weaponized and your kid's not going to tell you. If you just say, how, hey, how was your day? You're not going to get there. And you know where the reinforcement for this is? comes from the Chinese government on TikTok. On TikTok. Now, remember how they told us the lie? They had to censor us, see, because some of us are very evil. The FBI had to take care of it because we were repeating Russian talking, was Russian propagandists. And remember uh, the list of more than 5,000 Americans, mostly conservative, one of them a CNN reporter, banned by the State Department, the FBI, for reporting, repeating what we were told were Russian talking points from Russian bots. 
And then we got to Twitter files and we realized there were no Russian bots, which was weird because the New York Times and Washington Post were telling us there were Russian bots. I mean, they were they were influencing everything. They were talking black people and confusing them and devoting Republican. It was terrible. So the good liberals at Twitter went looking for the Russian bots, figuring they'd be there. There weren't any. And that made the mad, made Joel Roth mad, even though he's a good liberal. He quit when Elon Musk took over. He wanted to censor the Russian bots, but there weren't any. And he was absolutely enraged to read in the New York Times and the Washington Post that there were, in fact, Russian bots at Twitter when he knew darn well there weren't. They lied. They scapegoated Russia. By the way, accusing Russia of these attempted coups is itself an act of war. You can see why they're so afraid of us. Because our intel agencies lie endlessly. On a loop. But you know how they always accuse you of what they're doing? See, it, it turns out the Democrats aren't just partnering with the Chinese, our worst enemy on earth, to make COVID and kill 6 million people. No, no, no. They're doing other things, too. There are actual bots, see, who influence our elections, except they're not Russian and they're not on social media. They're on TikTok. More than 10,000 of them go straight back to the Chinese Communist Party. And they don't even hide what they're doing. They even make their own ads for Democrats and against Republicans. They produced millions of pro-Democrat messages in the 2022 campaign. We had that whole study and ran it down. Had it on the Battleground podcast, too. Is the FBI investigating that? Oh, heck no. That's the kind of propaganda they'd never censor. They love that. They'd rather censor actual human being conservatives and call them Russian bots. How helpful are these Chinese bots? Well, fortunately, we know, uh, thanks to Biden Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. She gave an interview to Bloomberg last week where she admitted her reluctance to address the Chinese Communist Party's absolute stranglehold, she called it a stranglehold, on TikTok. She predicted, the app predicted to have 100 million U.S. users by next year is owned by ByteDance, which in turn is owned by the Chinese Communist Party proper. It's backed by them, it's Chinese. It's backed by them financially. Here's what she said to Bloomberg, quote, so you know how this works. The politician in me thinks you're going to literally lose every voter under 35 forever if we ban access to TikTok. However, Uh, Much I hate about TikTok, and I do, because I see the addiction in the bad blank uh, that it serves kids. You know, this is America. She's talking about the fentanyl. That's where kids go to get fentanyl. So this is why Joe Biden has been investigating TikTok for two years and has taken no action. There's more than 10,000 accounts literally running a political campaign for the Democrat Party out of China. And the FBI does not care. They're too busy trying to shut down me and you because our actual voices might counter the communist Chinese. This is where we are in this country. So it's very helpful for her to understand, explain to us that we're going to lose everybody under 35 if the Chinese aren't propagandizing to them. What do they tell us all the time, these liberals, um, these talking heads about... Russian bots, which actually don't exist. Twitter couldn't find them. They looked. What does it tell you? They love bots. They love election interference. They love all of it. As long as it's the communist Chinese, a partnership with, well, them, trying to get them elected by brainwashing your kid. I've warned you for many years about the gender ideology on there, the open recruitment, 
the fentanyl that's dealt on there. They will deliver it right to your house. All of that. This is how so many kids, your parents think they went upstairs to go do the homework. 12-year-old doesn't come down for dinner. They go up to check. He's dead. Why? He got fentanyl where? TikTok, Instagram. That's how it works. So the Chinese are doing this. Folks, I can't tell anymore where the Chinese Communist Party ends and the Democrat Party begins. I, I, I think it's seamless. And that's why those 13 service members plus 170 people died in Afghanistan. The Inspector General of the Pentagon told us Joe Biden's administration is hiding classified documents. In his reports, indisputable. Let's show the side deals he had with the Taliban. To do what? To put them in charge. You don't want them killed if you're going to put them in charge. So what do you do? You restrict our service members from retaliating even when they attack our checkpoints. You know, 200 people have to die. Oh, well. And what do the Chinese get? The Democrats take care of them. The Democrats make sure, especially Joe Biden, what? We've been giving them minds right and left. We made sure the Taliban took Afghanistan, that the French and the uh, the British couldn't take it over in our absence, that it would fall to the Chinese by falling to the Taliban. Why? Because the Taliban already had deals to let the Chinese have the lithium mines. So we would then have to buy the lithium from them and be dependent on them for our defense industry. See how this works? It's not the Communist Party. It is merged with the Democrat Party, and our intel agencies are totally on board for this. So I'm thrilled to see that there is at least some bipartisan movement in Congress to, I mean, we should, we should just wipe TikTok out. We should block it, block it off at the border. It, it is a dangerous, dangerous intel tool of the Chinese Communist Party, which is increasingly the same thing as the Democrat Party. Texter writes, I've never seen anything on TikTok other than news. I don't hear about it in the mainstream. They want it banned because eyes are being taken from the mainstream. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just reached critical mass. Texter writes, Idaho is suffering from an invasion from California and Oregon transplants. Obama also focused migrants there. That's why we do not want to encourage people to come here. Another texture writes, Tara, I appreciate the heads up of digital currency looming and hearing the government will seize accounts to cover their butts. Can you not tell us how to prepare? Yeah, you need to call your congressman and tell him no. Here's the thing with uh, central bank digital currency. This is from the interview with EJ um, that, you know, Antoni that that we had in the beginning of the nine o'clock hour. And this is what scares me is that the Federal Reserve can implement central bank digital currency without the permission of Congress. They don't need Congress's permission to do it. Now, Congress could stop it with legislation. But they can't, I mean, if, in other words, if they get this in in a Democrat administration, we're going to, I mean, I don't know how we'll stop it. And so right now what's happened is the Federal Reserve is, is announced and they, they, they are in a trial period for central bank digital currency and that uses a couple dozen um, large financial entities um, to see how it would work. 
But the most chilling announcement, one of the most chilling announcements, top 10 in the last year has been central, uh, the, you know, the head of our central bank, the Federal Reserve, partnering with the head of the European Central Bank for an online international press conference announcing that the European Central Bank digital currency, which is absolutely coming, it's a guaranteed thing over there, um, and ours that is likely coming, but not completely, we, we haven't, we've not gone to the implementation phase yet, we're only in the testing phase, that um, both those currencies will not be anonymous. They could be anonymous. Right now, dollars are anonymous, and they're largely digital. They're not entirely, but they're largely digital. They're anonymous, though. So, you know, there's no tracking of what I spend my $1 on. Sure, the feds could get a warrant and go into my account. Maybe they sur surveil it illegally anyway. Um, but there's no nationwide. This would give them the ability to track every dollar, but also to control it, even if it's in your bank account. It's really scary stuff. And so to see them, is, I, I say top 10, one of the top 10 biggest stories this year is absolutely terrifying to see Jerome Powell on YouTube in that conference with both of them saying, yeah, we're not going to let money be anonymous anymore. You're going to need a digital ID to use it. That's not good. And look, we've already had a digital ID legislation pass one house of Congress. I, I for the life of me, can't figure out if it passed the other house. I, I do not know. That is a trial run for that too. Of course, they're saying, oh, it'll be totally anonymous. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally anonymous. I don't believe that at all. So look, this is the big thing. They get this, and they got pretty much total control. I mean, there's not a good way to come back from it. And this is one of the reasons that, you know, and I'm going to say it, I am a big fan of BRICS. I'm a big fan of so many countries trying to join BRICS right now, including Saudi Arabia. And it's Saudi Arabia, Brazil, India, Russia, and China. Uh, they are launching a competing currency. And I'm hoping the fact that like India and Brazil being in that mix, that they will not give over to China's totalitarian tendencies and they will have an anonymous digital currency that Americans can access and use. It is critical that there's competition in the world that I can go, you know what, I don't want my government spying me, so I'm just going to go ahead and use whatever currency they put out. That is so important. So all this is coming. It's going to be a wild five years, y'all. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.